0: What is it that's harmful in a geopathic line? Is it the line or our belief that it is? Or is it us being out of alignment with it? If something is in alignment, the waves are meshed and flow. Then there is no harm, there's no fear, there's just love.
1: Hello, and welcome to Adventures in Dowsing, podcast number 34, from the British Society of Dowsers. I'm Graham Gardner. Now, as you will have gathered from the introduction there, this is the final part of our Christian Kiriakou season, and this is a recording made during one of his workshops at our 2011 conference. And in the workshop, Christian gives us a more practical demonstration of his house-whispering techniques. But first... Spring is here and the weather is turning kinder for dowsing, so let's take a quick look at what's coming up on the calendar over the next couple of months. Okay, we'll start with our roundup of our courses, and there is a foundation course in dowsing on the 14th and 15th of April, that's been tutored by my good self, and that's been held in the Glen Holmes Centre, which is a beautiful location deep in the Scottish borders near Broughton. On the 21st and 22nd of April, there's an introduction to dowsing for health course that's been tutored by Jane Court, and that's being held in the Cotswolds Rooms, North Leach, in Gloucestershire. On the 3rd and 4th of March, Adrian Ingleton Webber will be tutoring the first Earth Energy course, that's Earth Energies and Spirit of Place, and that's been held in Castle Morton Village Hall, which is in Worcestershire. The second Earth Energy course, Understanding Geopathic Stress, is being tutored by Bill Holding on the 26th and 27th of May, and that's at Longcompton Village Hall, which is in Warwickshire. Uh, Water Dowsing, there is a new Water Dowsing course, just been slotted in on the 19th and 20th of May, being tutored by Aaron Bray, and that's taking place in the Chalaswell Gardens in Glastonbury. Beautiful location for that. Now some other uh, BSD approved courses, uh, Director John Moss is running a introduction to Dowsing for Health on the 17th and 18th of March uh, and that's in Church Churchtown Village Hall, which is deep in darkest West Cornwall. Uh, John's also tutoring on Earth energies, uh, introduction to Earth energies and Spirit of place on the 21st and 22nd of April at Trevisco which is near Hale in Cornwall. And he's doing an EE2, Understanding Geopathic Stress, on the 19th and 20th of May, also at Trevis School. Vicky Sweetlove is doing an EE1, Dowsing for Earth, Energies, and Spirit of Place, on the 10th and 11th of March, being held at the College of Psychic Studies in London. And she's doing an EE2, Earth, Energies, and Geopathic Stress, on the 21st and 22nd of April. Popular weekend, that. And uh, Vicky's course is also in Worship Street in London. Uh, Now some uh, meetings for the special interest groups. The Earth Energies Group are having their spring meeting on the 24th and 25th of March, and that's been held at Leckhampton Village Hall, uh, which is near Cheltenham. And speakers include Sig Lonergan, who's speaking about ancient Holland, Liz Poraj-Wolzinska on sensing the past, Alan Neal talking about the power of the land and of us, and Tony Talbidge from Guernsey talking about dowsing the quantum connection. The health special interest group's winter event is on the twenty-fifth of February. That's being held in Sandhurst Community Hall, which is in Berkshire. And their speakers are Linda Montjack on "Why Am I So Tired?" I know how that feels. Uh, David Lockwood on natural healing, and Lotus Nguyen, hope I got that right, on mindfulness for busy people. The Water in Sight Special Interest Group have their first meeting of the year on the 4th of March. It's a field trip called Exploring London's Waterways. It's been led by Vicky Sweetlove, a walk through London dowsing the River Tyburn and finishing off with some archaeological dowsing at Westminster. That does sound like a rare opportunity to be uh, doing some dowsing in the city, so yeah, don't miss that one. The uh, Archaeology Special Interest Group are continuing their ongoing fieldwork at Guestingthorpe Roman site on the weekend of the 3rd and 4th of March, uh, meeting at Hill Farm in Guestingthorpe, going on to continue surveying Lemon Hill. Now the Archaeology Group are also having a spring event on the 28th and 29th of April, and that's up in Cumbria in the beautiful Lake District, meeting in Shap Memorial Hall near Penrith on the morning of the 28th, and they're having some reports from dowsers from all around the country, and uh, after lunch, they will be visiting sites in the area, led by Paul Daw. And the evening starts with a talk on Shap in bygone days, followed by supper in the hall. And then on the Sunday, they'll be venturing further afield to look at stone circles and other alignments. Now, that does sound like a fun weekend in the Lake District to me. Uh, full details of all these events, of course, can be found on the main website at BritishDowsers.org. Hello, I'm Melinda Iverson in... And I am a health and well-being dowser. I live in San Francisco, California. And you are listening to Adventures in Dowsing from the British Society of Dowsers. Now here's an interesting piece of news. Uh, BSD member Mike Barwell proposed that the 5th of May, birthday of the late dowser Hamish Miller, be declared International Dowsing Day as an annual event. Now we think this is a great idea, and so we would like to invite all BSD-affiliated local groups, any international dowsing societies, as well as uh, individual BSD members, dowsers everywhere, and in fact any interested folk really, to consider what they can do to promote dowsing in their local areas. May the 5th is also World Labyrinth Day this year, and as you know, dowsers and labyrinths go well together, so perhaps you could combine the two activities. Find out more about the event on the Facebook page. If you just do a search for International Dowsing Day, you'll come across it. At this stage, we know that the Ridings Dowsers in Yorkshire are hoping to run a How to Dowse stand at Byland Abbey and cut a temporary grass labyrinth. Westmorland Dowsers in Cumbria are planning to run a basic dowsing workshop. Trencrum Dowsers in Cornwall are going to be linking in with the local Cape Cornwall Earth Singers. Who will be meeting at various places along the Michael and Mary lines, and the singers will sing, chant, and play music with the intention of focusing love and gratitude into the lines. All dowsers are invited to be present at 3 pm and douse the lines before and after the ceremony. This will be a great opportunity to douse the energies in the Michael and Mary lines just before and after some focus intent is uh, put into them. But we're not being prescriptive about what you're dowsing for. We'll just be interested to learn about your reactions and discoveries. And uh, as you know, the Michael and Mary lines cross the territories of many BST-affiliated local groups, so we hope this idea will appeal to, uh, to local groups. The Earth Singers have their own Facebook page, and you can find out more about the event on that. Uh, now, we've already had quite a good international response to the idea of the International Dowsing Day from both the Canadian Dowsing Societies and the American Society of Dowsers. Dale Sparlin in the USA is going to be creating and dowsing a labyrinth at the Burlington Earth Clock in Vermont. I will be tutoring a day seminar for the Canadian Society of Questers conference in Harrison Hot Springs in British Columbia. Susan Collins is presenting a dowsing demonstration at her local farmer's market in Toronto. And Melinda Iverson Inn, who you just heard a moment ago, is planning an event in San Francisco. So do let us know what you're planning. You can email us on podcast at BritishDowsers.org or post it on the Facebook page. So just to sum up, uh, design your own event to suit your own interests and strengths. There's no need to consider an expensive uh, plan or operation. It's very much a a grassroots effortless. And this could be the first of an annual event if considered successful. So let's make it so. And uh, now let's get on with Christian's workshop. Uh, now, the recording conditions were not ideal in the workshop, are they ever, so it was difficult to record all the audience contributions, and uh, technical difficulties also meant that we were forced to stop recording before the end of the workshop. Uh, okay, okay, the batteries in the recorder ran out, what can I tell you? So um, just regard this as a little taster session that will hopefully induce you into attending one of Christian's excellent workshops for yourself. Here's Christian.
0: Okay, so let's start with a little gong, so again just let the, the waves, the vibrations come to your energy fields. it's all about realigning it's about us and our connection to the earth our connection to the sky and sacred geometry every bit of space is full of sacred geometry until it is put out of sacredness every molecule of space in our body in the room, in the earth and this is what we're working with do you come in we even love those who come in late, don't we?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so every bit of space um, carries this invisible geometry and that is what we work with when we're dowsing. Um, so we're considering that every bit of space carries molecular structure which is either in sacred proportion or not. When it's not, our dowsing rods will show us that. Uh, whether they're physical rods, pendulums, our inner being uh, measuring that. So let's just um, do some really practical stuff, and um, he's going to do a bit of dowsing for us. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah I
0: need some rocks. Okay. <coughs> Are you happy to? Yeah. Okay. I don't mind. All right. Um, yeah. Let's, let's get two two people going. So just just find me something that is uh, out of. Alignment. Um, whether you want to call it negative or mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, that's good. Now we we haven't we haven't um, practiced beforehand.
1: Nobody told so, yeah. in <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good actually because that confirms what what Jackie. Do you, you want to just test no, again, yeah. Jackie? And uh... okay, so we've got something here. So, so if you just both stand there in, in that space with the rods kind of active. Um, so what we've got is something that is just out of alignment. It's not good, it's not bad, you don't need to be concerned about that. So if we can all just stand... We're going to be working, we're not going to be writing. <laughs> so completely still in your own center, and just bring your attention to this space. Okay, that's... Yeah. <coughs> it just it, yeah? So in real time, that took, what, five seconds to actually shift the reality of whatever code was running here. It's all about coding, how the matrix shields are, are coded, how they're programmed. And what we've just done, as a group, is actually shifted the consciousness, the dimensional reality of whatever it is. What did we experience in that? Just sit down for a What actually <laughs> happened in our awareness during that process?
1: There was a sense of a closure. Something filling
0: in. Okay. Uh-huh. Did we actually do anything? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> we don't have to do anything it's just about us being if we are in unity how can there be duality in front of us so you walk into a space into a negative line and you just center yourself you know who you are full consciousness unity absolute God whatever you want to call it that has to transform transmute whatever illusion of duality is here to conform to your energy system is that what happens? do we get a sense of that? Mm. it's actually so simple but as free will human beings we can make it as complicated as we want Um, I was working with one dowsing group some years ago in Kingston and there's a chap and it was the same room every time they did it and for years he would always find this line and it was like a line that would never go so just got him standing there chanted a Sanskrit mantra which brings you to unity changes the code and the rods just cleared immediately and he could not believe it he said it's not possible it's like I didn't want it to go it's like this is a line I've always found for years I'm a dowser (laughs) It's like, it's not there now, find it for me. Because the reality of it had changed. So you can make it as hard as you want, or it comes down to our belief system. Do we believe there is duality? What is it that's harmful in a geopathic line? Is it the line or our belief that it is? Or is it us being out of alignment with it? It is, if something is in alignment, the waves are meshed and flow. Then there is no harm, there's no fear, there's just love. The golden mean harmonic again. Remember the spiral, golden mean spiral. No stress at the no points. So, that's kind of the end of the story. That's where we want to be, all the time, and in truth, that's where we are. We are fully realized beings, and therefore, wherever we stand, whether we call ourselves, you know, the human acupuncture pin, the dolmen stone, we are that connection to consciousness. So, if we remember that, the land we stand on will remember that. The building we stand in will remember that. So, how does that feel? Is it leaves you nowhere to go. There's nothing yes. else to say. I mean, you really can understand it, but and hold on to it. Yeah. That's the other
1: matter. So. No. What? It just doesn't feel
0: like that a lot of the time. No, it doesn't. Because, because <laughs> though, I mean, could you go to Auschwitz? everything um, that probably not I mean probably yes but you wouldn't do that because it's held by consciousness of people right around the world who have connected and suffered and they're holding that matrix they're holding that program of pain suffering imagine asking those millions of people okay just let it go It kind of doesn't quite work that way. Um, But if they did, it would just go. Certainly when we work in houses, and it's just one person that's involved, uh, you just get them to that point, and it's released, and it's gone. You know, often hundreds of years of um, karmic history will just be released once you get to that seed point. So this whole thing of, of harmonic coding, you first of all get a... Got to get to that point of reading what the code is, um, hearing the building, listening to it, house whispering, <laughs> really hearing the soul of that building. What is it saying? What is the issue? Because at the end of the day, it's it's a human story. That, that's what we're looking to resolve. Whether it's for ourselves, our clients, friends, family there is an issue and we're looking for a resolution and what's the bottom line is that we all want to be free, happy, at peace, kind of fairly general human um, needs, yeah? Question. So if if, you say you can go into a building, you can... You can be, and you can change the inference of that, change the, the matrix or the code. Um, why do you need to know what the issue is? Does that overcome the pay things? Because the issue is to do with the client, right. and it's their connection to the house. Okay. Um, so when we go to buy a house or rent a house, uh, I've probably said this over the weekend, <coughs> But we're attracted to that particular property through resonance, through a story that is ours, um, our experience in life, childhood, perhaps previous lifetime, and the experience of um, either the soul of that building or somebody who's lived in that building and left an imprint that matches yours. So you are seeing an aspect of yourself when you go to a house. So, for me to come in to your house and do the biz, mm. which I wouldn't do, <laughs> it's meaningless. I'm not serving you or the house. It's about getting you to see uh, what the story is. For the client to be, to, to be and to become home. And... Totally, totally. And you get this... Um, This moment where you guide the energy, you suggest a few things, because, you know, uh, if you see what the issue is, you want to get the owner to see that. And whether you put dowsing rods in their hands, and always do that, doesn't matter whether they believe it or not, particularly the guys, you know, the women have kind of dragged them along, and you put the dowsing rods in their hands. And by the end of the session... Those sceptics are totally converted. (laughs) You know, when they see the rods, you can't, you know, when the rods start moving in your hands, it's um, magic. But it's that moment when they realise what the story is, why they moved there, or why they've been divorced or bankrupt. It's that aha moment. And that is the magic moment where everything shifts and changes and releases. So that's why it's so important to... Uh, see what the story is and certainly the TV program we're working on, House Whisperer is about that, is getting to that you know, guiding the whole story to that point where that person gets that realisation otherwise what are we doing we're not going in there to you know, clear it for our own ego or practice mm-hmm. uh, it's for that particular person So do you ever find situations where you just can't Um, No, (laughs) Um, for somebody to call you and engage, you know, your time and obviously the cost. So you've got to be serious. Some serious cost involved. There has to be that exchange of energy. So when somebody's made that commitment, they're kind of half ready to find a resolution. So, um, of course, there are varying degrees. But you will always find that you've um, shown the client what the issue is. And of course it's up to them what they do with it. Because once something's been illuminated and kind of bought from the subconscious up, you've then got a choice what to do with that. So might they go on and find other kinds of therapeutic Um Yeah, possibly. Um, and certainly, um, you always need to be available, you know, within a reasonable time after a consultation, because it's not a one-hit wonder, um, because it's a process. We get some people who never need to talk to you again, you know, it's so clear to them, uh, and there are some where, you know, they need to phone you every few days or email, and, you know, that's all part of it too, because things will unfold, it's the beginning of the unfolding the next part of the journey. But it's a major step to actually put yourself in that position. And uh, Yeah. How do you get to the issue, or if you are questioning, or...? Um, yeah, people will, will phone up, and um, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, uh, there was a lady who was um, uh, single, and she... Lived in a house that was designed by an architect. Um, I Forget his name now. But he, he died in the in the forties, and he did a bit, uh, some way out stuff around the kind of Kingsbury, Wembley area. And the house she lived in was one of his designs. Um, now I didn't know any of this uh, until you know a bit into the consultation. But all I was feeling was there was someone in the house, a spirit energy in the house and there was a whole kind of sadness and unresolvedness to the whole area and Mm -hmm. apparently this architect was never um, acknowledged for his work in his lifetime which tends to be the case and so that's um, that story of him never being acknowledged came out during the consultation through questioning and You know, just you just kind of get a feeling of what to ask and talk about. And she was uh, one of a family of six in Ireland, and she was never acknowledged. And so there was a matching pattern, and I would always look for the matching patterns, because that's what it's all about. We are drawn as a reflection, as a mirror reflection, as Joe was talking about. We have a resonance, the house has a story. So that was a very clear story. But she one of her main things was she wanted to be in relationship but when she moved there 10 years ago she wanted she didn't want to be in relationship she'd done that bit got hurt didn't want to be with anyone so she chose the perfect place because living in that house in spirit was this architect so she was in relationship with him in spirit but now she is like ah. Oh, yeah, you know, I now really want to be with a guy and, uh, um, I can't. Whatever I do, nothing happens. So you can see what's going on, yeah? She's in relationship with this architect, living, sleeping in the same house. And he designed it, so he's really locked into the vibration of it, into the blueprint of it. But now she's ready for a relationship. There's no space for another person to come in. So, it's when that realization happens, um, and I took her through that process, and she suddenly saw him in the living room. He became apparent. She'd always been aware of something, but never expected or thought it would be him. And once she realized that, it was, ah! And it is that moment that really changes. Quite extraordinary, very powerful. I just asked, did yeah. you um, send him to the light, or how did he say um, Yeah, yeah. There, there was a process of spirit release, but again, it's not about me sending him to the light. It's about her, because she was drawn to that house, connection to it. So there was a resolution of her story. She had to let go of by letting him go, and of course, I, I, I'm kind of helping and encouraging and allowing the space for that to, to release. Um, and once you've released him, yeah. did the coding, did that decode Well, then, yeah, once that's released, then, then there is a process of resetting the code of, uh, of the building. Um, but that's where I want to take you through with either your own homes or anybody who wants to do that and go through that process with you. Does that sound kind of yes. worthwhile? Yes. Afternoon? <laughs> Again, you know, we never get much time with these things. Um, um, we've got about another 45 minutes. Um, so, who do we want to work with? Do we all want to work on our homes at some level? Or, yeah? <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Um, can
1: I work on someone else's home that my sister lives Um. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, might not be a bit of an I
0: Well, I assume that you've got permission to
1: not work knowing. on your... Not knowing, Really not knowing the story. Or oh, if she's sister going to be connected obviously relatively well. Well, can be on the subconscious
0: well, as long as you've got permission from your sister, presume yeah there's a yes to that, so yeah, it's kind of implied that yeah we shouldn't miss out that stage, you're right you, if you're working with someone else, but obviously, if somebody asks you to come and work with them, it's an implied consent, uh, you certainly never go. Um, like I wouldn't go over to the main building, even though I know it's full of spooks over there. And uh, sorry, um, discarnate beans, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: people, people partying, <laughs> um, <you're not> <laughs> um,
0: and I don't do ghost busting, as you know, because that is just so wrong. You know, that just you know, spirit release. Um, Yeah, you you know, you've got to have permission, you've got to be engaged to do something, otherwise it's just the ego kind of playing around and uh, a little bit dangerous. So, um, okay, so is there anybody that doesn't want to do their home, or are we all happy to? Yeah? We kind of touched on this yesterday, those who were here, but let's kind of ignore that. Um, Let's just take a bit of a journey back into our homes, So what I want you to do is close your eyes and just fall very still and centered, and in whatever way you see it, experience it, feel it, go back to your home. Be aware of the sense of it, the feeling, the light, the dark, happiness, misery. Any emotions that may be around, wander around the different rooms. Be aware of how your own body feels right now while you're doing that. Okay, just very gently pull yourself out of that and open your eyes. So what did we experience? What did we see? What did we know about where we lived? Light and dark areas, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. <coughs> yeah,
1: cold and warm cold and, warm. Right.
0: Cold and warm. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of the same yeah. thing, yeah, No Not where you expected them to be, yeah. It's often more uh, powerful doing it remotely, and we've all got that ability. It's very natural, rather than doing it from at home. What else did we find? Anything unexpected? Did we get into the house? Anybody not get into the house? Anybody go through the front door? Anybody not go through the front door? <laughs> Quite a few. <laughs> Magic, I love it. It's it's very rare to go through your front door. That's a bit odd, yeah? Because the front door in every system of feng shui, rustle. Whether it's Chinese, Indian, uh, Egyptian, whatever, um, the front door is the energy portal of our home. So if we're not going through our front door, what's that meaning? Where are we entering? Just arrived. Anybody come in the back door? You're not Irish, are you? No. <laughs> it's just that. Uh, Everybody in Ireland goes in from the back door. <laughs> it's just a pattern. Um, anybody coming through the roof? Yeah. See, there is an energetic um, kind of portal that is how we get into our house. It's like when you're sleeping here overnight, do you ever kind of dream of sleeping in your bed? It's like, how do we get there? You know, what is the energetic Portal connection, because we're dealing with kind of dimensional realities here. So, what did we know that needs changing? Is there anyone that really wants to change something where they live? That isn't working. Okay. Do you want to? Do you want to say what? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's quite straightforward.
1: My, my husband's gone to war, um, and I
0: like think I said yesterday yeah. there's, there's always a sense that it's going to collapse again. it's just I always want to wear a hat in my hands. Wow, okay. Everything's structurally sound, but it, you just feel like it's going to fall in the head. Yeah. Did we get that? <sighs> Do we see why? Do we see what's actually happening in the energetic matrix field? <coughs> yeah. That trauma is still held. Mm-hmm. Even though that house, the original house, is not there... Um, I can't remember if I said to the group or just to you when you mentioned that uh, when we worked in um, New Jersey, uh, the slideshow. Um, uh, those who were here yesterday, but there was this house, Victorian <coughs> house, but the trauma at the top where there was um, a man at the top of the stairs stopping people going in, whilst his mate was whipping one of the you know stable boys. This was up in the loft, up in the attic. Uh, of this current house and you could feel it energetically and not even the dog would go up there you know the energy was so horrendous Um, and what was there before was a barn that burned down and you could see the original timbers in the basement still but energetically in three-dimensional space this was still happening here and that even a fire doesn't destroy that so that trauma gets locked into that energy matrix So it's like a bit of software in a computer. Once you program it, that's what it's going to do, that's what it's going to replay. And it's like, take a a CD or DVD, if it keeps spinning, it's going to keep replaying it until you actually get it and literally scratch it off, take it down to its original layer, down to zero point. So I'll show you how to do that in a minute. (laughs) So, first of all, it's this asking permission. Yeah? It's this asking permission, really important. Because um, you can actually do a lot of damage by actually just doing it. That's why you've got to work with the person. Um, your husband's father.
1: Yes. Your
0: father. It's like you've got to work with him. So I don't suggest you do that now. Because if he says, no, I don't want to change, you know, he's working his own pattern. Uh, and if you disturb that, it can actually cause problems. Be so really careful. If he wants to do that and work with you, and you say you've just been this weekend and these crazy people who go around, <laughs> um, uh, and you know, do, do you want to work with it and see if we can lift the energy up? And he says, "Yeah, let's go for it." That's your, you know, your your cue to to work with it. Which says, "No, nah, I really want to. I'm quite happy as it is. Don't disturb it." That's what I'm feeling, that's why I'm kind of the warning, yeah. Because you can, you know, you can just take a breath in and (laughs) change the energy matrix. I didn't just do that, that was just the apple up on the tree. (laughs) Some bird just falls out of the sky. (laughs) Um, Okay, anyone else? So so find, is there something else in the house Mm. you, okay. Yeah, I, I feel like my house is like three, it's got three bits to it. when okay. We did this yesterday, that's what I got from this and then today when we've gone back and again, I've a sense of um, one room being I'm a bit grief in it, another, another, you know, my yeah. office seems to be quite kind of... Was it built in different times, Yeah, it the extensions. extensions? Yeah, yeah. yeah and there was, yeah. A, there was a stone staircase um, joining the two levels, and it's larger on the than below, it's so I hanging yeah. through one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you remember we were talking yesterday, um, possibly on (laughs) yesterday morning as well, about extensions, uh, extensions, um, literally being what they say, extensions to the original soul of the building, that actually have nothing to do with the original building or connected to the soul of it, soul and spirit of the house. Um, And so why should the main house want to communicate with that bit? want to embrace it and if it doesn't and you've got all these fragmented bits that's the effect it's going to have on your energy fields Could the existence of the hanging freehold mean that um, that part of the house is actually what I'm dealing with is the person who lives underneath that Flying freehold um, I was told this, uh, I mean someone said to me oh, that's called hanging freehold when my daughter's bedroom is above the neighbours mm-hmm. Yeah, it's flying freehold Flying freehold Yeah, flying freehold. yeah. Um, but actually, head. I prefer hanging, yeah, it's yeah. kind of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the point is that actually it's not just where the, you know, the extension is built, the feels dis- dis- yeah. dis- dismembered, it's actually Herbert, her- 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 yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so what we'll do when we go back in, uh, the process I would use is to... Fine. It's always about finding where the, the soul of the building sits, okay? So we'll do that process first. And then it's about expanding into every part of your building and pulling it into the heart, into the original heart and soul. Because what you're then doing energetically is making it whole. Physically, it's going to be fragmented and scattered, okay? geometrically uh, a physical level but we're talking about working on higher vibration levels so if we imagine a home whatever shape it is pulled into unity then it will be it will unify it because there are there are times when i remember in the early days of feng shui and you had bits missing you know, which is the, the the oh my god of feng shui consultants, you have a bit missing of your building. And it's like, okay, you know, so let's put something in the corner, you know, to, but what's that doing? It's like mentally you're bringing the bit missing. So it's a mental, psychic, psychotic process. <laughs> you know, let's bring it in. Um, and then I started thinking it's in the early days well hang on but I, I'm up on the sixth floor there's a bit missing what am I supposed to do kind of like hang out and uh... start so devising all these kind of fishing rods you know with red ribbons <laughs> in the corners so, yeah. I thought no this is not <laughs> what I'm here for <laughs> um, with this work um, but of course you just create it psychically so you're creating the wholeness from yourself creating that perfect being With nothing missing, and the whole joke is that in some uh, classical French way, it's better to have bits missing. So you get all this kind of, you know, stuff going on.
1: And that's where we're going to have to leave it, I'm afraid. Uh, Sorry, it was a little bit truncated, and I wasn't too minds about releasing it as a podcast. But I thought the material was interesting enough to warrant the effort, and I hope you agree. Uh, many thanks once again to Christian for letting us record all his talks and workshops uh, for the podcast. Uh, you can find out more about his work and his forthcoming events on his website, kiriaku.com. I'll put a link to that on the main podcast page as usual. So that's it for this episode. Adventures in Dowsing comes from the British Society of Dowsers in Hanley Swan, England. For more details and find out how we can help you get more out of your dowsing, please see our website at org. Do get in touch with your comments and ideas for new podcast episodes. Send us an email to podcast at BritishDowsers.org. You can also post messages on our forum, and you can find us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash BritishDowsers, and we also now have some videos on YouTube at youtube.com slash BritishDowsers. Thanks very much for listening. Many thanks to Hilary Brooks, Ian Pegler, and Brian and Jeanette Kidd for the music, and be sure to join me next time for more Adventures in Dowsing.